you can't break through unless you have an incredible work ethic, unless you have a drive and you have something to say that resonates with people. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I am so excited to be back at Barstool with the CEO of Barstool, Erica Nardini. Welcome to the playbook. Thank you. First of all, I'm gonna start off with your beads because yeah. when I was with Portnoy years ago, I got in trouble at the Super Bowl when I interviewed him because I asked if he was Buddhist. <laughs> what prompted that question? His karma, like I literally, he was, you know, his personality, right? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you must have done something in your past life that was incredible to be able to live this life. <laughs> we say that he's made a deal with the right devil. Now is not going to be good for you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he thought it was. A, I think. Yeah, funny, but I'm sure he did. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, looking, you know, this is a playbook for entrepreneurs, etc. Yep. One of the things I love about your background that is similar to mine is that you're a visionary when it came to the internet. Mm -hmm. We both got involved early in the internet when nobody really wanted to talk about it. They're all looking at the big, you know, in, yep. even in sports agentry uh, with the traditional athletes that I had, everyone was stuck on, you know, I want to represent Troy Aikman, Steve Young and Warren Moon like you. And I was looking at this whole digital sure. side of things. Yep. What was it originally about the internet that attracted you to get into business on that side when all the money was on the other side? I loved the internet. Like I, I first of all, it, nobody wanted to work in the internet in the late 90s. Like, it wasn't... I was in it in 92. Yeah. So can like you imagine? It, yeah, it, like, just wasn't <laughs> My mom cool. Was a fad. Totally. Um, <laughs> nobody understood what you were talking about. And I, I don't know that I was a visionary. And I liked it because I felt like it was limitless and that technology could open... a, a whole new world that was not possible before. I didn't like rules and kind of boundaries and... I just didn't like rules, basically. So print media or broadcast media was just all about rules. It was all about like a specific format or a specific ad type or a specific way you had to work with a celebrity or a talent. And I felt like the internet was weird. It was lawless. Uh, it was free and open. There were parts of it that were really seedy and dirty. But there was something very alive and kind of viral like there was something teeming in it. It's interesting because throughout the progression of your career, although you don't like rules, you have to play in a space that has a lot of rules mm -hmm. and like even now probably even more yeah, rules for with sure. clients, right? Yeah. And but yet it seems to me that not only you personally but Barstool you know exactly where that line is where you can still stay authentic or organic. Mm -hmm. And follow the rules. Yeah. We are business people. So we understand, you know, what is the box we're playing in? It Do we, is it worth it for us to play in this box? Uh, Instagram is a great example. Like we love Instagram. We have a great relationship with Instagram. Instagram is hugely valuable for us, but it has its own set of rules. And to be successful on Instagram, you have to play by Instagram's rules. Like, it's just a fact. It's, it's the way it is, but it's worth it for us. And I think we're pretty common sense in terms of if we're going to play by somebody else's rules, are they the right rules and is it good for Barstool? And, you know, as a young woman, 
moving up the ranks as an executive mm-hmm. in the inter- internet. One of my mentors was a woman named Randy Granovetter yep. who's passed away. She started Jabra. She's, I think, the first woman ever to raise over $100 million. And, and I say that because people lose perspective of time. I was okay. in an interview and these kids, I was telling about Warren Moon in 1978 and how there was racism in that yeah. he had to go to Canada for six years and mm-hmm. to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, 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 that was 1978. How could that be? And you're like, no, mind, no, that was. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. The internet makes yeah. it even faster. Well, your career, you've really been able to stay ahead of the curve as an executive. Mm-hmm. And I have three daughters, and I think it's really important for you if you could share some advice on how in a male-dominated business world yeah. still, uh, in a male-dominated business that you're in have you been able to stay ahead of the curve and you know not have to to it doesn't seem like to me that you had to play the same type of brand internal branding games where you were really authentic and organic it's not like you were like some here's my point sorry i'm not that great of an interview like people at barstool no 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 here's the two people i see from my childhood gorgeous women Mm -hmm. right that were eye candy for the camera or like Ex superstar athletes. Okay. Right. And here you were, Colby, yeah. a cross player yeah. who, like, I think had to play for two years just yeah. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yet you've, and I'm, I'm watching the career, it's just extraordinary because people have just taken you for who you are. And it seems like you've been able to keep your own woman identity in a really authentic way. Oh, uh, that's nice. Uh, I don't think about being a woman at work. Like, I just, I like to work. I like to win. I like activity you get paid for. I don't call it work. Oh, okay. Yes, activity you get <laughs> you paid love, for. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. I that. like activity I get paid for. Uh, I like activity, period. Um, it's better when you get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've i just always liked to work. I'm very curious. I have a lot of energy and a lot of drive. And I, I didn't – I had – sure, I had advantages, I guess, coming into business. But, you know, I went to a good college – I guess, you know, I had I landed a good internship at Fidelity, which kind of springboarded things. But I didn't have a ton of ton of advantages. I didn't go to business school. I wasn't groomed for any big position. I didn't have, you know, my parents weren't connected in anything. And the only way I knew how to move forward and and to develop was to learn from people, to be a good team player. Same things that worked for me in college playing sports, to be honest with you. Um, and I just always kind of did it in my own way, in a way that felt right for me and, and seemed to work. So then I just did more of it. So, you know, I'm really appreciative that I think people have been very accepting of me as just who I am. And I think that that's, you know, now that, you know, Barstool's gotten so much bigger since I got here, it's now a really big platform. And to be able to say to people, you can be, successful by being and be yourself is an awesome thing like it's crazy to me that you have to say that but I think women especially feel like they have to look a certain way they have to act a certain way they're supposed to conduct themselves in the boardroom a certain way you're not supposed to say fuck all the time like I say fuck or wear a t-shirt that says drink like a champion drink like a champion today (laughs) so first time I've ever been interviewed that's you know (laughs) that's awesome that's true you can buy it at barstoolsports.com and I will yeah thank you um so I I don't know that I have any like one trick or or piece of advice on it but I think if you know if you believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and you put yourself 
with people who will push you, I think amazing things can happen. I think the challenge right now for people in business is everything is black or white. You're either perfect or you're not. <laughs> and the other thing is people don't like to be pushed anymore is I think one of the hurt things their that's happening. Yeah, like they get their feet. Everybody should get a trophy. <laughs> Everyone should get promoted. Like you should get out of college and be a CEO. Like that's hard yeah. because there's a lot to learn. I'm still learning a lot. Um, Me too. And I, I think that that's just important. You bring up a really good point a couple times during that uh, conversation. It's time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was outside in the, in the lobby and it has the – Barstool Gazette or whatever it was, probably oh, the yeah, first yeah. thing that you got from yeah, Dave paper. years yep. ago, 2003. Yep. And I have a 17 and a half year okay. philosophy of success. Okay. There are no overnight successes. Yeah. Yep. And unfortunately, because of Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, sure. et cetera, people only see, well, first of all, they see me looking as if I'm 40, not 52, yeah. because yeah. I can just FaceTime myself, face yeah. fix myself face or, whatever. or whatever. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But worse, they, they don't see what I went through since sure. I've been 24. Yeah. Right. And that's why I really use my content to try to describe like, hey, I'm one of the biggest screw ups and I had to learn right ego and I had to learn to ask for help Mm -hmm. and I had to learn all these things. And Mm -hmm. that's why I lost all my money Mm -hmm. when I was in my 30s and I did all these dumb things. But moreover, that time is really, I think, critical, the hurting feelings and time. I have so many kids working for me and they just think. You know, I had a kid come in. He goes, I really, really want to work for you, Mr. Meltzer. I'll do anything. I said, well, to be honest, you have all the skills. I said, but you need to treat this job like Rudy wanted to play for Notre Dame. And after he's like, who's Rudy? (laughs) Then I realized (laughs) I'm in big trouble here. Um, But, you know, there's a lot that's gone on Mm -hmm. in those 17 and a half years for for you and a little bit more. How do you, as a leader of, you know, this fast growing company mm-hmm. that now has extraordinary financing behind it and great trajectory. Yep. You know, your future still relies on that 23 to 25 year old that's coming in here. Yeah. And how do you get them to share two perspectives? One, toughen up, mm-hmm. you know, and two, this is not going to be an overnight yeah. success. We're not going to pay you 600 grand yeah. right out the bat. You're not going to take my job next week. Yeah, I think it's easier for Barstool in a lot of ways because we're really blunt. Uh, Dave, (laughs) you know, brick by this place was built by Dave, brick by brick. I mean, if you listen to any of Dave's stories, I think the things. So he's not a Buddhist, though. Not a Buddhist. (laughs) Not a Buddhist. Maybe in his next life. Yeah, yeah. His past Uh, life he was. I promise you, his karma is so good in this life. He has great karma. I would agree with that. Uh, He's a lucky man. Um, But he also worked for it to this point. You know, like if the things Dave did to keep Barstool Sports alive are things that I think 99.9% of people would not do. And that's incredible sacrifice and it's turned into incredible reward. But if, if it weren't for the sacrifice, it, there would never be the reward. So, you know, the, I think the thing that we have going for us is it's just very blunt. Like we have a company of people who want to work here, who want to work hard, who, if they're on the talent and content side, they want to be famous. Like they, who want to break through, like you can't break through Yes, this place can lift you up a little bit, but you can't break through unless you have an incredible work ethic, unless you have a drive and you have something to say that resonates with people. Um, I think what's harder is in 
companies where you, that are either really big companies or demotiv- demotivated companies or places where you can hide, where people just grumble all day about like, I didn't get this promotion. I'm not making as much money as so-and-so. So I think that, that the if you for people trying to make a difference, to be in a place that's as outspoken and mission-driven as possible is the best possible thing that could happen. And through that, too, uh, you know, I've learned to fire fast over yeah, these last sure. few years, which yeah. was really difficult yeah, for me because I fall yeah. more to the nice yeah. side of things. Yeah. I, it's hard. Especially when you're telling people, hey, my mission is to make people happy. Yeah, and then you're totally. like, then why'd you fire me? Yeah, totally. Because yeah. <laughs> you hopefully learn something. Mm-hmm. But, but more importantly, I think, too, is there's this quick trans, transition that's going on into the millennial side of things mm-hmm. with the, young, the younger people mm-hmm. where, look, you do have to – and I don't call it sacrifice, I say invest in yourself, yeah. right? Like really invest in yourself. And I think that 1% of the 1% mm-hmm. that do get the jobs that they want and, and are in situations like that and can build culture companies like this have to understand negative energy. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting things with you and Dave that I see is that you know how to lean into negativity mm-hmm. and it's not even turn it into a positive mm-hmm. situation. It's literally that you draw out the positive energy. From mm-hmm. I always say negative energy moves me towards something better. Sure. Like Barstool's built on negative energy moving you to something totally. better yeah. and a- allowing the truth to elevate out of it. Totally. What are some of the, uh, the, the things that you look at to take advantage kind of like this – you know, master, it, it is the, I think out of all the companies that I get in front of and I get in a lot, mm-hmm. like you guys are the masters of, like Roger Goodell has made you more money oh, yeah. than any other sure. person on earth. Yeah, and I yeah. laugh, every time I see something you guys do, I'm like, <laughs> they're so smart. Cause it's yeah. the kind of stuff I like to do, yeah, sure. and, but I'm not quite as smart as Dave yeah. and you, but I, I study it because I'm like, this is genius. How can I get Roger to Goodell to make Dave Meltzer huge. Yeah, sure. Because this is awesome. Exactly. How do you make the NFL right, your marketing department? Yeah, yeah, but you do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I think that's one of Dave's biggest gifts. I think there's no one better at at channeling energy than him. Um, See, he is a Buddhist. Yeah, I'm going to bring this out. This will be yes, the title. We've got a new theme of Portnoy this. the Buddha. <laughs> uh, but I also think, look, like we don't we don't take a lot of punches and. If somebody punches us, then then there's going to be a reaction to it. And I, I think we have, you know, whether it's someone calling me a token and saying that I'm just here because like, from I'm the a tenth skirt. employee, right. they figured this out that right. early. Right. Yeah, exactly. I just I was just like, tell people yeah. when they tell me that about yeah. you. I'm like, you know, she's like the tenth person there. Yeah. yeah were, like I can understand if Penn phase. if Penn just hires yeah. you right now. Yeah, yeah. I could understand yeah, that for sure. That's yeah. funny. That's a good way to look at it. But um. You know, I think everything has an equal and opposite reaction. And I think what we've, you know, this is a place that has built itself on the internet and come out of this place with not a lot of rules, not a lot of laws. Anything goes for the most part. And it's changing. The internet's changed a lot since, you know, 1999 or whenever. (laughs) But I think what we've done a good job, because we have our pulse on what's current and because what's happening is so polarizing there's a lot that's polar i think on the internet you know what we're able to channel that into something that puts us at the middle of it gains a lot of attention for it and you know usually brings a pretty good outcome or can bring a good outcome from it 
That's amazing how you do that and monetize it, which mm -hmm. is and super cool it. too. Yeah, for which sure. Is something I love to do. Yeah. The other thing that I see you doing really well is something that I had to learn later on, and it comes from a grace, a great sense of humility. And you, you have a great sense of humility, you especially. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave can work on his, but you <laughs> literally can. And and I say that all on me, but yeah. you illuminate things as a company really well like illumination mm -hmm. is a tool that mm -hmm. makes you invulnerable mm -hmm. even though everyone sees you as super vulnerable um is that an intentional uh for for you habit and discipline and, and strategy or is it just something that comes naturally to you no i don't think it's a strategy i think um you know, it's funny. We it is for me because I'm like a complete narcissist and like illuminate. Like I go to blame, shame, and justification. Oh, really? Like for I'm me, like, I don't, I don't it's understand a half trade. these words. I'm like, this is <laughs> oh, fascinating. I'm learning a lot here. This is. Great I'll put it for on me. your next T-shirt. This is great for me. Illuminate yeah. with barstool. Yeah, and drink I'm a like, lot. Shit, I don't know. I haven't thought about any of it. We'll get Jaeger to sponsor. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I, I think we get criticized because it's that we don't have a plan and or a strategy sometimes and i actually think that that's what makes us so great is that we are in the moment and we move very very fast and we're very opportunistic and we have a very visceral sense of what will work and what won't work and what's right and what's not right um you know in terms of me like i, I feel very grateful to, to be here I'm, i love to work i'm in it for the work i'm in it to work with these people and build something and that to me is like if that's the end of the day like i'm so fulfilled and then some so that's awesome that's kind of how i think about it and our last issue as we get into it obviously you have this great opportunity here with pen finance yeah uh, pen gambling and yeah. the the one thing that's interesting is culture will change sure and coming from a space of you know complete freedom mm -hmm. in 1999 mm -hmm. to compliance ridden mm -hmm. gambling mm -hmm. is an interesting combination sure. but it also provides huge opportunity sure. for you yeah. you know i was joking around with you know, my favorite show yeah. the breakfast guys yeah. willie and large the first time i had to sign a release Oh, like, right? I was like, yeah. hmm, you know, why are we side of release? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's You're actually issues. I unfortunately yeah. went to law school, so yeah. I, I know a lot of the compliance side. Yeah. As the CEO, yeah. you want to stay authentic to mm -hmm. your brand. Mm -hmm. Obviously, as a, a big investor sure. in the gambling side, they, they want to also make sure that they don't lose their rights to yeah. huge fortunes, Sure, which yes. I see is a beautiful marriage, by yeah. the way. I agree. Do you... Stay up at night or have any anxiety over that type of I don't of have conflict? anxiety over it. I have, I want to be extremely deliberate about it, which is, you know, we, we've learned in the last four years and even before I got here, like trial by error is basically the barstool strategy. <laughs> now there's less room for error now is basically how I look at it. So we need to be very deliberate. The, the other good thing is that, you know, Barstool is kind of like dog years, like four years at Barstool is 100 years somewhere else. Like we just move through things so fast. We've been able to learn a lot and do a lot and put the right guardrails and protections into things. Um, you know, we've been making people sign releases for three and a half years. Oh, good. I just got now. everyone in so, trouble now. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. Like I think that we'll need to look responsible gaming is a big deal. Gambling licenses are a massive deal. It's a privilege. It's a right. Yeah. You know, they have a $5 billion company built on that. So I take that really seriously. I don't, 
so I want to do whatever we need to do to, to color within the lines on that, and we'll do that. And I feel really confident in that. Uh, we need the right, we, you know, we have to write, have the right consequence when people don't. We'll have that too. Um, and then I want to keep Barstool Barstool. Like, I don't, I came from big corporate companies. Like, I, I know yeah. what that's and like. And compliance. I, and compliance. <laughs> like, I speak that language. Yeah, I have yeah, been yeah. in those meetings. And so I, I want to be able to, I actually feel fortunate in that I know what that world is. And now I can help manage this world in the context of that world. And I can speak both languages. Um, but I think that there will be some natural separation in that. Absolutely. Last question. Um, you are a young CEO as well. Oh, and you think? I love that. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Well, I, was, I was watching, I forget which comedian, but it was hilarious. Yeah. They put up, you know, all three candidates, you know, Biden oh, yeah, and Trump. Yeah. And they're like, what job in the world were these three guys be a finalist for? And then I like, look at you. I'm like, certainly not Barstool. No, not right? Barstool. <laughs> not Barstool. I agree so, with that. But what is the thing that you're looking most forward to, not just in the next year, but literally in the next decade? What's the thing that you look most forward to? Just keeping my hands in things and doing things and learning things. And I just really believe we can make things and I can make things. I'm into building stuff. So I just want to build more stuff. I want to help people. I want to see Barstool and Penn be really successful. I want to figure out this intersection between media and betting which i think will be very interesting i also like i'm just curious like i don't know what i'll be interested in in five years from now but i can guarantee i'm going to be interested in something or a lot of things and so just keeping hungry i think is is my biggest thing and um, staying humble and learning a lot and still messing up all the time. Like, that's what I'm hopeful for. Well, you are an icon to so many already, so I can't wait to see what you do over the next decade as well. Um, I have Erica Nardini. She's the CEO of Barstool, living by one of my favorite pieces of advice, be more interested than interesting.